obviously I want to be the best rider in the world. So I got to compete against the best rider in the world to be the number one guy right now is something we have all had to earn. And, and you know, we don't get hired to go get fifth or sixth or fourth, let alone second. I mean, we were hired to win. It's crunch time for me. You know, I got the second place last year, you know, so there's only one spot left and that's the championship. Oh, I don't think there's any words on how bad I want this title. It's a passion, you know, and I think there's something still deep inside of me that wants to push. When it comes out in the race, and you better believe I'll be ready to go. the depth of field. That's the way this season is breaking down. One of the deepest fields we've ever seen. If you tell me this championship is going to be competitive. Will you risk everything? Will you leave it all on the track? The quest to be Monster Energy Supercross Champion. It's about to begin. The gate drop to kick it all off happens right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Moto Limited Podcast. Here is your host, Nick Still. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Moto Limited Podcast, episode number six coming at you tonight. Thanks for listening. Really, really do appreciate it. If you like this, you might also like the Moto Limited show, the live show we do, 6.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook. But tonight, tonight, joining me for a, for a quick catch-up, you know, just going to go past the last six months of this guy. Uh, a lot of things have been happening for him over in the U.S. But joining me tonight, it is the number 45 on the Blue Crew it is Mr. Brad Wes. Brad, what's going on, buddy? What's up? How are we doing? Good, man. Good. What's happening? It's, uh, what is it? Was it 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock? What, what time is it over there? Uh, it's 9.30 now, yeah. 9.30. So that's late. prime time, fortnight time, basically. Oh, I don't know about that. A bit late for that. <laughs> a, bit, a bit late for that. Well, you know, that's a question, you know, and your old man, I talk to your dad quite a lot. He'll ring me at like six o'clock my time. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just doing some office work. I'm like, dude, it's like 2 a.m. there. He's like, holy shit, it is. I got to go to bed. And then just turns the phone off. Like, what's it? How was that? You know, are you full American, you know, time zone now? Or you still find it weird trying to talk to your mates back home in Australia? Or what's your time zones like? Um, so it's pretty chill. Like, I've gotten used to it, like, in the routine and everything, like, a long time ago. But getting used to chatting people, it's like, it's so weird. Like, different time zones from, like, Brisbane and Sydney and, like, WA. It's like, just trying like to juggle all your friends. Yeah, you're like, trying to be like get messages like, "What are you doing? Hang on, I got to check what time it is there." Yeah, dude, I'm that. like, "Yeah, what are you doing?" He's like, "Dude, I just woke up." <laughs> you're like, "Dude, I just, uh, I just finished doing motos." Talk, talking moto. Let's. I got to start here with you because I was, I was very upset about it. I was very, very upset, and that was the fact that you're no longer riding a Monster Energy Pro Circuit bike. You are on the Blue Crew. The blue yeah, crew, Brad. Um, what what happened? Tell me what's going on. Why why do we go blue? Honestly, just made the switch. Something new. Um, it's not that I didn't like the cow. It's just we've been on it so long and been loyal for like ten years. And yep. I didn't really know how other bikes were until I like I rode uh, friends one over here. And uh, my first ride, I think it was at State Fair, like full bone stock bike, <laughs> stock suspension, and from my cowie, I was two seconds faster on Yamaha straight away. And I was like, holy oh, dude. And what were you comfortable on it? Did let me ask you this. When you got on the bike for your first moto, did you feel fast on it or did you feel off or how was that? You know, that first feeling of riding that bike for the first couple laps. Dude, it felt amazing. It felt like I just started riding and that like feeling like as a kid, like it was like so good. Like everything was just in the like flow zone and, I was basically bouncing in my helmet. <laughs> Dude, that's what what track was it? It's a state fair? Yeah, state fair. Dude. One of the tighter trucks over here. Yeah, well that's just what I was about to say. And then 
how long after that, you know, that the first ride you had on the Blue Crew, did you go to your dad and say, hey, look, I, I'm interested in making this move and getting on something like this? Uh, so from that day, we're kind of like judging it and whatnot and trying to, it was kind of hard to get a bike. Um, and we ended up getting a bike. We were still training on that stock one from the friend and we were just like bouncing back and forth. And then I think one of the days we got a, a cracked frame on my cowie and I was, and, and we bring the Yamaha spare and I was like, yeah, let's go. Oh, that's almost fate, dude. Roll, roll the blue crew out and keep going. So, you know, as for the transition onto the blue bike, it's been flawless. Is that, is that how would you describe it? Yeah, I, I really couldn't ask for any better. Like I gelled really well for bike. Uh, my starts were really good. Like I improved in basically all my areas of where I was on the cowie. Um, yep. Well, and like the starts helped tremendously. Yeah. Well, that, that's exactly right. Let's let's go back a couple months now. Let's go to Loretta's. You know, give me give me your thoughts on your Loretta's performance. That's I'm actually interested in that because, you know, that was something we spoke about a lot over here. And I'm I was just like, I want to ask Brad what he thought of his performance. Uh, I was pretty bummed. I was very disappointed in how I rode. Um, I gave him my all. Uh, my first moto, I uh, clipped a tough lock in the first turn and <laughs> Dude, that, had the wind knocked out of me. And that it, was, it hurt so bad. That was so fucking big. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I remember watching it, dude. And the amount of people that text me was like, was that Brad? I was like, I think so, yeah. But, dude, you got, you got up. You know, you got up, picked yourself yeah. up and kept going. Like, it's... Dude, I was so sore for the rest of the week. My back was all like tight and my shoulder and my hips. And I was like, damn, man, why'd I do this? Yeah. <laughs> why do, why do, and that was your first moto, wasn't it? Yeah. And I landed on like the lane where the water truck like goes through. So it was all compacted. It was like concrete. Dude, that's... Now, the starts. Do you think the starts were an issue there with that motorcycle? Is, is, is that... Is that something hard? Like with that class, if you don't start up front and you've got to come through and chase, is that just like the motors aren't that long, so it doesn't leave you that much time to get through the pack and up to the front. Is that an issue at Loretta's? Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it's not as simple as some would say. Like you, you're not three seconds faster. Like, like you can't catch up like that. Exactly. Um, yep. So you, that, need, you need to put yourself up there. Yeah, you need need to get that start. But, you know, you come from behind most motos and you made passes on that track. How, in the way of the track, how did the track form up in the way of, like, the previous years? Uh, I feel like, like, it was still, like, fairly deep ruts. Like, that's it's a pretty deep rutted track. Um, some areas, like, they added, like, a new sand section and it was kind of, like, one line and really choppy out of it and, your balance had to be good. Um, and others, it was just like flat and like just loose. So it was, it was a combination of pretty much everything and trying to adapt and change and pretty much every second turn. Yep. And then plus trying to do it while sore. Now your, that first moto, that crash, your bike was pretty beat. Yeah. Yeah. Basically handlebars were like sideways. <laughs> Dude, that's next level. And like, just, just uh, like I'm finishing this motor, I'm not even going to think about pulling off. Is, is was that going through your head or? Oh yeah, I, I've been told in life, I, like I, I never give up. Like no matter what I'm doing, training on off the bike, there's you never see me giving up and quitting. Yeah, um, yep, and that's, that's one of our things. No, that's and, uh, that's so true as well. And you know, you can see that from that performance. It had the you know the never say die attitude. And, you know, and all negatives apart, I look at it and go, okay, okay, dude, he's quick. Like, his lap times are there. The start's what lets it down. And I don't think a lot of people understand this. They look at the, they look at where you're finishing the moto and go, oh, okay. They don't understand everything around it. But, you know, when I looked at moto lap times and everything like that, dude, you're more than 100% competitive. It's just that simple oh, factor yeah. of getting a good start and running with the pack. Oh, I was so bummed with myself. Like, after the first moto and I think the second one, I was up there. I was probably like seventh, like three tenth, and like made my way up to like third or fourth in the first like two laps. Yep. And every time I was there, I like I crashed. I was like, yeah, yeah. dude, they were only little tip overs too. That's the more frustrating thing, I bet. Dude, 
I think it was my second last moto. I was in second and I was like, sweet, this is good. And we hadn't, so at Loretta's, you got the pit board area and yep. you don't go in there with a sight light. And I come charging in there, not thinking like anything's done because the dirt's kind of dark in there. And I it literally tapped my front brake and I just, it just washes out completely. And I'm like, damn. And then like, you got to do all the hard work over again, but every time dude got back up, got going, like it's for, for a shitty week, you turned it around and you know, those are the things like you talked about the whole never give up attitude. That's what these guys are looking for. That's what every one of these manufacturers teams, that's the shit they look at. Yeah. Oh man. I was so bummed out. There was like, there was way too many mistakes that week, but, um, we learned and uh, we got better from there and cut classic and we finally showed what we got. Yeah. Well, so after, after Loretta's come back, California stayed on the same program. Is that right? Just did the same sort of thing, you know, then, then made the bike move, you know, between Cal, between Loretta's and Cal classic. Was that right? Uh, no, we kind of switch things up. Um, we don't normally, we normally are in like a routine. Everything's kind of the same. Yeah. Um, well, we basically switched up half our program from Loretta's because we're like, this isn't working. We've got to do something about it. Um, so we were, it was no mistakes during the week, full intensity, um, as per usual, but just everything is amplified at races. So you just need to perfect it during the week. Yep. Yep. Now going off track a little bit, this is another question. You know, you were over here in Australia, you did a couple of Sunshine State MX series. Going between like racing that type of thing to racing over there, it's just the intensity. Is that is that one of the main differences? Yeah, I mean, everyone over here, it's, it's aggressive. Like the first lap, you couldn't be any faster. You couldn't go any harder. Like you're giving it your all. You're sending it every turn. Whether you be like on edge or anything, you're going, you're trying to position yourself well. Because yeah. I think it was my last moto at Cal Classic, I uh, stuffed up my first lap and it kind of like set the tone. And then, dude, my flat spin that week were horrible. I think I had like six flat tires. Yeah, I remember. And I started I remember getting Sean, flat in that last one. Sean saying the exact same thing. Dude, that was full on. So going back to like the, the change up in the program, was that just change up during the week? Like it was just more, like you said, more intensity? Is that like sprint laps at the racetrack, you know, trying to get those opening laps of the motos down? Is that is that one of the differences or? Yeah, just trying to clean up everything, really. Like, all the little mistakes we see on races, we try and clean up that during the week and uh, keep working on little other things. Like, whilst doing it, still having that high intensity and keep bringing it to the next level. Yep, yep. So... After that, then comes the bike move, obviously moving on from uh, Kawasaki and going to the Yamaha Blue Crew. How long before Cal Classic were you actually riding that bike? Uh, damn. Probably, I'd like to say, so we started riding that bike like maybe a week and a bit after the runners. Yeah. Um, that friend's bike we were practicing on. And dude, I was gelling with it so good, like, Glen Helen and like Parlor and everything. I was feeling so good on it. <laughs> Glenn, um, Glenn Helen on like a Wednesday afternoon place is beat, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, you should try uh, Thursday afternoon. <laughs> no, th- no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we finally, like, we were riding that stock bike, and then from there, we finally, it took us a while, like, we were riding that thing out. It was getting beat up. Um, and then we finally got a bike sorted from Twisted Development and a uh, good engine, really fast. Uh, I think the first day we tested it out at Parlor on a weekend when, like, trucks choppy and it was, like, so dusty and all the goons were out there. And I was like, damn, I like this thing is fast. I'm like, like, I hadn't ridden something so fast. Like, it has so much, like, guts out of the corner. When you say something so fast, is it, is it the torque? Is it the bottom end? How is it different is to the Cowie? Um, so this one, it has a lot more torque out of the bottom. Like you can feel it like grip up out of the turns. Which is the how Cowie, the star um, guys are getting all the starts, I imagine then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, the thing is so good to start on. Like I feel so much more comfortable on my starts now. Yeah. Which we could see um, at Cal Classic. Yeah, which we saw at Cal Classic, exactly. 
Oh, one of them at Cal Classic was a bit, a bit, a bit average, but uh, we won't talk about no, that. No, no, no. We don't. We don't need to go into that. We don't need. You, you want it? So that's that's the part we need to talk about. But yeah, yeah. So obviously, working with Jamie at Twisted, we've heard a lot about that guy being absolutely unreal with motors. Is that, you know, that's something different to you, you know, because I believe with the, the Cowie, you were running Pro Circuit Motors. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, now, and now moved with Jamie over at Twisted. What's uh, what's that been like? You know, that's a, that's a completely different ball game as well. And obviously that's something that you like, you know, a lot more talk down in, down the bottom end, like you said, with the starts. Is that one of the major differences between the Yemi and the Cowie? Like what's – what? Give me, give me three things that are absolutely notable mentions between those two motorcycles. Uh, definitely number one, the torque. Yep. Uh, number two, I would say the Cowie, you can rev it out a lot longer. The Yamaha, you kind of need to shift gears and I need to get used to that because I'm kind of on the lemon right now. <laughs> <laughs> are you shifting through the gears more on the Yemi? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay, that's that's yeah, but it's yeah, okay. And you're you'd be running a vortex on that, I imagine. Yep. Oh, I wouldn't know. I'm just the rider. You know? You're just the rider. <laughs> oh, we need to do we need to do a mechanic. We need to we need to do a mechanic talk. I'm when I get over there, I'm going to make you stand next to your motorcycle and you're going to tell me absolutely everything about. Oh, it. you've got shit. you've got three weeks to work on it, dude. <laughs> if it was the cowie, I would know. But like, I haven't really paid a lot of attention to specific parts. Yep, yep. But you know, obviously, obviously it uh, it works, dude. You you seem to really like that bike. Yeah, um, and number, I think number three would be the handling of the bike. It's a lot more like you can you know where it's going to go. Like it doesn't like skip out. It's kind of like straight up and down when you're charging in areas. Yep. What suspension are you using on that? Uh, I am using Showa. Showa. Okay. Yep. That's and then did you have you changed the triple clamps on that? What triple clamps setup is used on that? Uh, bike? Currently, I've got X-Trig on there. Yep. Um, but honestly, when I was running the stock bike, like I love like, the stock bike. Like it comes yeah. out like really good. Like, yeah, I've heard that. Like a, lot of the, like a lot of the testing and a lot of like the bike reviews, that thing comes out of the box like amazing. And dude, the brakes on the Yamaha are so good. <laughs> Cowie got like a, a slight front brake issue. They always have. Um, I don't know how they can improve it. So it's pretty good on the Yamaha, right? Yeah, really good. Dude, that's that's sick. So Cal Classic, you rode the Open Pro Sport Class. Is that right? Uh, so I rode Open uh, Pro. I think it was Open 450 or uh, 450A or something. Yep. And then... So, so basically all the A classes and open A classes. Yep. Okay. When you say 450A, are they all on 250s? So, well, if they want to, they can be on a 450. If they don't, they're 250. Yep. Um, there yep. was this one kid that was on a 450 and he was hauling on the start. <laughs> and dude, dude, he was even hauling on the 250 on the start. So I was like, damn, man, <laughs> he does this pretty good. Who was that? Uh, I believe it was, I think his name is Kalitsian. He's not on Suzuki, is he? No, he's on a Honda. Honda. Oh, okay. Actually, I do know who you're talking about now. I did have a look at the results, and that did come up. And he, and he, it was like a soft start screen. He's like a tall dude, and he was hauling. Like I give him props for his starts because they were like on point all week. Where? How did? You, how did your starts go? Did you pull any hole shots on that bike? Uh, no, I think my best like starts was in like, so believe it or not, my starts apart from, I think one of them, I was in like second or third, yep. but I was in like probably like fifth, sixth kind of, and I was just, the only way I got up there is I was just really aggressive on the first couple of laps. Which is, and, uh, which goes back to that intensity you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, it was it was up there, all right. I was like, damn, I'm like I'm like stressing out and still trying to push forward. And I was like, really, the 450 roost, the 450 roost in like the dry areas where I was all like clumped up. Oh my god, I was leaving welts. Oh, dude, you it would have made you nice and pissed off. That's for sure. 
Oh yeah, I was charging hard. I think that was actually the area I passed in. Yeah, dude. And then what? Did you did you run away from the pack? Did it, is it something that kept you know tight the whole race or? Um. So the one I won. <laughs> so with the Yamaha, because the airbox is up the front, it's like really loud. Like the, the whistle. The whistle is that what you're talking about? You know, like it sounds like the thing's sucking. Yeah. So yeah. you can hear it, and it's like really loud. It's like deep, and um. So I wear earplugs and I think I was in, so I was in first, I just passed him and I was just doing my moto and like four laps to go. I found out there was towers, Gavin towers behind me, the whole moto just like trailing behind like a second. And I was like, damn, I'm going to put the hammer down. Yep. And we were just like going at it the last lap. And I was just trying to protect all the insides and just stay on two wheels basically. Yeah. And, and then got the, got the wind. I do. That's, that would have been a breath, you know, a breath of fresh air for you, yeah? Yeah, well, I didn't even know I could have been in the run for the championship, honestly. And, yeah. uh, what, what I was, was your moto and I was... What was your positions in all the motos? Like, did you, what, where did you run? Uh, so, I got a, I think I went 4-1 in the class I won. Yep. And then my other class, I went, I went 3, and then I got a flat tyre, so I just had to circulate because it was a to qualify for Supercross Futures. Yeah, which which obviously um, you've, 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 uh, you've, you've uh, qualified for. Yep. Yep, which um, we'll get onto that. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yep. Well, I, I can't remember if it was that class or not. And then um, I think it was my last moto. I got a, I mean, I'd like, I think fourth. Yep. Um, and, it, and it got me, I think, fourth overall. I think third all the way through fifth. It was tied for third. Yeah, so that's still that's good finishes in there as well. Like that was a lot. I think I think uh, third was one point ahead. I was like so bummed. Oh, dude, <laughs> just just knocked off the box. So yeah, after that Cal Classic, like, did you know? Is it you had people more people start to notice you now? Is that it? Is that the way of putting it? Is there? Did you get? you know, people come up to you, like, ask, like offering support, you know, with the motorcycle. Is there anything that's come away from the Cal Classic? Definitely a lot more exposure for my name and people know who I am. And definitely a lot of people hit me up about things. And, like, at the moment, it felt like unreal. Like, I didn't even think I won the championship. Like, I was acting as if nothing happened. <laughs> and uh, when I actually got, like, the number four, number one plate, I was like, damn, <laughs> actually happen yeah like this is this is you know this is the whole reason we're here for this is this is everything this is the reason we left australia and and you know i think that's uh there's going to be a lot more of that for you you know supercross coming up you know a lot of these american kids don't really ride supercross you know much when they're younger i think they they spend a lot more time with motocross whereas you you know you've been riding probably a full US style track back here in Australia for I don't know how long since you've been a kid. So getting on the supercross track over there, was that like, you know, it wasn't so foreign to you because you've been on your supercross track so much? Um, it definitely probably wasn't as foreign like as it would be for the US kids. Um, at the time, I don't think I'd ridden supercross for like a year and a bit. So I was kind of getting my gel back in and doing what I had to do. And by like midday, I was doing like every rhythm, all the like activity class are doing, the pros are doing. Um, and I was feeling the flow. Um, and dude, I was like, this is sick. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm not, I'm not like, that scared of whoops dude so I'll that like video you, it in. that video you put up whoop speed is on point like it's good dude, it was so good and you, like, you don't want to see the one that i came in probably like fourth year like half throttle dude no that's the one we want to, that's the way we, that's the one we want to see brad i like to see that that's uh you need to get that dude, you need to get was, that footage over to gnarly. me <laughs> <laughs> um what about let's just say i may have nearly uh, went over the berm a bit oh oh so you've seen jesus that's where it's good but no, hey, I I really love. There was a triple, triple, triple rhythm lane right before that. Yeah, and dude, it felt so good. You were in the air so long, and it was like clean. Dude, tripling into a rhythm lane is badass. Like that shit's 
that's a, a lot of commitment coming into it because you know if you go short or you go long, the next uh, the next seven jumps or the next two triples are not going to be fun. Well, the gnarliest bit was so you triple in and then you're on the face of like the bigger five footer one and you just like be sky shot. Yeah, dude, that's that's all you, bro. That's all you. And, uh, yeah, we don't go near that. We we like to watch that uh, because we don't want to die. Um, what's uh, the suspension been like? You know, you rode back in Australia. For, for everyone that doesn't know, Brad actually has a full US-style track uh, up north in Dingo here in Queensland, Australia, and that place is probably the most legit supercross track in the country. How's the suspension different from what, you know, the, the Supercross suspension you had back in here to Australia to, to what you're using over there at the moment? Is that Was that something different to get used to again or is it normal because you're used to it? Um, so, first of all, it would be completely different because I think since the last time I was in Australia, I've grown like maybe a foot. <laughs> I'm like six foot one, six foot two right now. Holy shit, big boy getting big. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I think suspension in Australia is a lot is a lot different over here because like the tracks are a lot more wide open. You're hitting jumps at a higher speed, so everything needs to be like stiffer. a lot stiffer. Yep, and the transitions um, are different too. Hey, they're a lot closer together. Yeah. Yep. So well, like the jumps in Australia are really like sh- like they'll be like tall, but they're really short. Yep. <laughs> Where is over there completely completely different? Is that right? Or yeah, I mean the jumps kind of flow more in the states. Like yeah. wherever you go, like having like certain heights, where you're never like over like overshooting it so much. Yeah, um, it's more of a rhythm. The, uh, yeah, definitely a lot bigger jumps over here too. Yeah, is that is that scary to hit for the first time? Like, were you like, did you have to speed check behind someone to jump the triple or the finish line? Like, uh, on Supercross, I kind of speed checked because I hadn't ridden in a while. Um, I done the finish line. It was like, like when I <laughs> when I say sky shot, this thing was high. <laughs> and dude, if I hit at the pace I thought I was going to hit, it, I would have landed in the burn. <laughs> Dude, that's so funny because you're probably used to you know over like you said the, the stuff back here in australia is a lot more softer you're probably used to it soaking up on the up ramp this stuff it'd be, oh yeah 100%. It'd, it'd be was it weird riding something so, so stiff or is it like did you understand once you rode the track you're like ah okay it comprehends itself and you know it works well together yeah it definitely works well together like i got my suspension so on the Yamaha, we started with uh, KYB stuff, and I really liked that because it was like had that plush feel to it, but it was still like somewhat hard and controllable. Yep. Um, and then I got to races like or like rougher tracks. It was kind of blown through. So we went to Showa, and like suspension, you can like barely like push down on, but like you ride it on the track, and it feels so good. Yeah. So yeah. it was definitely a, definitely a change. Yeah, definitely. Now, you know, talking about, you know, it's been a year since riding Supercross, you know, stiffer suspension. Have you had any, have you had any moments yet where you're like, oh, bro, this is not good. Like you obviously just spoke about the whoops just then. Have you had any other moments where you're like, bro, this ain't good. This is, this is going to suck. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So the whoops, I kind of miss. So I come into whoops like really fast because the ones at home are kind of, rolled off and shorter whoops so you just kind of blitz along the top yeah and these ones are a short set and like tall do they have have like a starter whoop to get you up on top or uh kind of yeah it's not it's not a massive one um i only like just learned like properly how to hit whoops (laughs) because i was so tiny on the when i was hitting supercross last time last year it didn't really matter because the weight transfer wouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Yep. Um, and yeah, that I about whiskeyed off a berm, just blitzing the whoops. Um, just couldn't pull up. I def- definitely overcommitted to them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like and, uh, with, with Supercross, dude, if you can find your, your you know, if, if one of your, good spots your highest point is in the whoops 
dude, that's where you make time up on everybody else on Supercross. That is the bread and butter right there. Like you get that on your side, dude, it, it, it helps you in the long run. Yeah, let me just say that video on Instagram. Also, I was pretty happy with that. Dude, that thing is tight. That video, I was just like, yeah, boys, feeling it. It's good. We may or may not have cut it off because I I hit the corner and looked back and went, whoa. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's what people you need. People like that. People are like, yeah, dude, this kid's just uh, he's over there living the dream. Whereabouts? He, whereabouts have you been riding? Like, have you at state fair or anything like that? Or you got your own private. Training facility. What are you? What are you doing for Supercross over there? Uh, so sadly, currently uh, not riding due to wrist. Uh oh. Um, in Supercross. Uh oh. So I dislocated it pretty bad. Um, yeah, I dislocated it, and I think it was like tiny fractures. Yep. I didn't even crash. It, it oh. like. My mind was blown. Um, Dude, I would have just... So that's true. I can, like, I can, what I can do is I can go back and wipe that out and then we can make a really cool story right now. You could be like, dude, I went quad in, seat bounce, uh, quad triple, <laughs> and then, like, just jacked it at the end. Like, we could do something like that or we're just going to run with the story of you You didn't crash. <laughs> no, nah, I with didn't crash. Okay. I didn't with <laughs> so what happened? So, so that triple, triple lane I'm talking about, oh, that triple, triple, triple. I was like clean through there. And then I kind of just, I, I clipped the, with the rear wheel triple out, like kind of cased it. Yep. Yep. And my, my, my left wrist just like gave away, like folded. And I just like threw the bike down in the berm and then just was like looking at my wrist and it's about a 90 degree angle. Yeah. That's not ideal. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was in a bit of pain. Yep. So obviously, you knew straight away something was wrong. What What happens yeah. then for you? You know, like I imagine you're running over insurance like that. But you know, you're Australian. You're not American. Where did you Where did Did you just go to the hospital? What do you do over there in that in that situation? So, if, so if you call like nine one one and you get like a medical vehicle there, it's like instant. Like, I think it's fifteen thousand dollars. And, um, oh, wow. so we, yeah, yeah, dad was freaking out. Um, <laughs> so we basically drove like maybe like five minutes down to the hospital and they done a really good job actually, like probably as good as they could have done on it. Yeah. Um, so is it like the same as Australia here, how we just can just go in and, you know, say, Hey, I just carted and broke my wrist and they fix it or what, how different is it? Oh, dude, no, it's it's different, all right. I was waiting there for a long time with it, like, 90 degrees. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I need some pain meds, dude. This is home. That's not ideal. So what, was it a mid, mid-week or during the weekend or? Uh, it was midweek. Yep. So have you had to have an operation or what's did they, what'd they do with it? So I think... So the doctor that put it back into place and everything, he had it going really well. Like, I don't think he could have got it any straightener or straighter. Yep. <laughs> and then um, once my swelling went down, it, my angle of my wrist, it's supposed to be at zero. And it was at, I think, 15 degrees. Uh-oh. It was at 10. It was at 10 after that he put it back in. And that's kind of the cutoff point. Whether you want to do surgery or not, did uh, so that hurt getting it back in? Were you awake for that? Oh no, (laughs) dad videoed the whole thing. Why am I seeing Um, this? I I will be messaging after this, and I need to see the footage. Yeah, um, so I was like drugged out of my mind on the pain medicine they gave me. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, they put it back in. You can hear all the cracking and popping. Oh, that's nasty. That's not good. And then. From there, we <laughs> we went to the the specialist, well, not the specialist, but the doctor that was going to perform surgery on it, and really good, done a really good job. Um, we went in, I think it was about a week and a half later after they put it back into place and the swelling kind of went down. So did you have a cast and on it or I, just strapped up? or? Dude, no, I had a cast all the way up to like past my elbow. It was so annoying. Wow. Dude, there's no Fortnite. Yeah. No Fortnite. What? That's that's rough. 
Dude, I was not. We weren't going to play games. I was going to sleep. <laughs> oh, that's how you know it's bad. <laughs> Dude. So went back and seen the specialist a week later and is it got pins, a plate or? So I got a plate and screws in it. Um, definitely was the way to go. It's like my healing process right now is really good. Um, according to the doctor, it's gone really well, which is a good sign. Um, so there's that I'm doing physio right now on it. It's getting a lot better. A lot more movement. Um, I'm in the gym at the moment, still doing all off bike stuff. Um, just not able to ride. Yeah, no, which is which is you know disappointing. Now, Christmas coming up. Are you going to try and get home? Are, are you going to try and get back here to Australia? I know the last conversation I was having, you've got to try and get your driver's license, which I can't imagine you can do unless you're back in Australia. So what's uh, what's the plan for that? Okay, let me just say something. Before we went to the States, I was supposed to get my license. <laughs> I had everything set and the flight was like two months. I think someone stopped it up, but my, my driving test for my P's was two days after our flight. Not so I missed my getting my license and I was bummed out about that. And then we we're trying to find out a way if I could get my California license. But that wasn't really working out. We couldn't do that. So why, why can't you? Why can't you get your Californian license? Because you're not technically—is it because it's not a citizenship, or you weren't born there? What's? How does that work? That that as well, and because I didn't have a social security number there. Oh yeah, I should have remembered. That's that fucking—they're weird with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so gonna gonna come home and try and do it, or? Yeah. So I don't know when this is coming out, but. Uh, Coming back this Sunday, which will be the, I mean, 12th. Yep. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you'll land back in Brisbane on the 14th, I imagine, then. Yep. yep. Um, and from there, um, basically go home, uh, heal up, see if I can ride. And we're going to ride it uh, into Supercross. <laughs> yep. So we'll, you'll have a bike back home. You will be on a Yamaha back here in Australia or? Uh, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And like uh, for those of you that probably seen on Brad's uh, social media, the Supercross track dude is looking tight. Like it's looking good. Yeah. When are you coming up? I dude, I'm actually going to try. Like I, we fly out of Australia to come over there on the fifth, but like I got a bit of a week and if you're riding, I think I'm going to get on a plane and come up and, uh, well, uh, I need to see this track. I need to see this track. Everyone keeps talking to me about this track. It's, uh, it looks pretty pretty damn tight. Are you going to try and get more, a couple of the boys to come up from, from down this way while you're up or only if you can ride? Yeah, uh, yeah we definitely get a lot of the boys up, So it, as well as me and they can ride as well because I've seen Australian, Australia hasn't been as good as riding. Um, no, that's one way of putting it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, dude, I'm, I think we should get the vlog started. I can start on the plane. Yep. Airport. Yep. First episode, dude. Dude, I think it can happen. I think it's uh, definitely for sure. Now, you're going to... Dude, I got a good camera for it, too. Oh, I did hear about this. I did hear. How did, How long have you had that thing for? So, I've had it for my AirPods are full out. But not hang on again. <laughs> yeah, you did that. We did that once. We're not doing that again. Um, so we kind of got. It was like kind of like an all joint present for like Christmas, and yeah. we were gonna because I put a poll out. I think probably it's probably a year ago now, and it was like kind of like fifty. I think it was like sixty forty to do vlogs or not. And I was like, no, I put options whether like YouTube videos or vlogs, and um. They were for it, and then some weren't, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then from there, we were kind of just in and out. And uh, I think I've still got some footage from, like, the airport and stuff on our trip in, but first episode when we uh, come back home, I think. Dude, 100% make it happen. Get that get the content out there, social media and, you know, these whole platforms. People love it, dude. And you're starting, you know, I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday. You're starting to get 
a pretty big following on social media. You're starting to get a following out of people. Like, let's let's be honest right now. How many girls are just sliding into the DMs? Surprisingly, it's probably more dudes than chicks right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. More dudes drooling over my bike. Well, that's that's, me. that's okay, but there is give me give me out of a hundred percent what a percentage out of that pie are females DMing Mr. Brad West. Less than you know, like the ladies don't hear me out that much, you know. Dude, it's coming. Uh, you, you know it's coming. Well, once they see this, hopefully it uh more percentage up, but uh I think it's probably like maybe twenty percent. Dude, that's still good. That's a 19%. Maybe. That's 19% more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from that, like coming home, going to ride some Supercross. Now, the one question I get, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but I actually do run the official Brad West fan club here in Australia. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty big group, you know. It's a lot of, it's very hard to get into said group, but once you're in that, it's, it's got some, uh, it's got some nice things about it. One of the questions I get a lot, and it's probably the number one question I get for Brad West, is when are we seeing Brad West race Supercross in America? Oh, pretty eh? Um, yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Just honestly depends on how this next year goes with everything. Yep. Um, A class in America and then I think stay in A class another year. And then from there, well, another year, I mean, probably like three quarters of the year and then do the last couple outdoors like everyone does. Are you are you going to do that next year? Not 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 next year, like 2023. Is it your plan to do the, the last couple outdoors of pro? Uh, dude, if you know us, we don't have set plans. Everything yeah. kind of just, I, that's what it, I like. It happens if it it's, happens. it's hard to explain to people, but that's what I like. And, you know, I have so much respect for your dad because that's the way he is. And he just, just the way he operates, what he does, the way he talks it through. And I, it's, it's something I love to watch, dude. And there are so many people here in Australia that are, are rooting for you because it's that success story. You know, it's that whole leaving Australia to go over there and do it. You know, we've seen it with with the Lawrence brothers, but now we're seeing it on a different different scale. You know what I mean? And I think once these these American guys see you on Supercross, now you are you going to be racing Supercross Futures? Is that right? Yes. Once people see you, Riding that supercross track, dude, it's it's gonna skyrocket. Like it's it's going to skyrocket. You are people, dude. I'll make a bet right now after An- Anaheim two or Anaheim three. Uh, I think it's Anaheim 2. Anaheim 2. I, I'll put a bet right now. Anyone's doing your Instagram page will grow by five thousand people after Anaheim. Ooh, it's at, uh, after Anaheim it's at 16.7. Too. Dude, that's good. So we'll see about that. All right. We'll write, someone, I'll get someone to write that down <laughs> and we'll get this up. But, dude, Anaheim, a night, uh, I believe you're racing the night time. Dude, that's cool. That's, you know, you're going to be rolling out there onto the track, 80,000 people on a January Saturday night in Anaheim. Like that there's the dream. Is that is that does that scare you or does that just make you excited? Dude, I am pumped. So much exposure and like the first day I was running Supercross, like getting back into it, I was like falling in love with it again. Like it was so good. Yeah. It was like I was getting a flow. Like I was like doing like a triple on off and rhythm lane, and I was like preloading real good, like sending it out in the berm, and I was like. It's pretty good. Yeah. So who have you been riding with over there? Who have you been riding Supercross with? Just are, are you are you guys in with a, a facility? Are you riding any tracks or are you just doing the whole, you know, public Supercross tracks? Uh, half like public. I think the one, uh, the first day I rode was the private one. Uh, really good track. Like I don't think I could have asked for any better to ride. Um, who, who owns that? Uh, I believe it, it's – there are, it's, I don't honestly know. It's a Kelly's oh, yeah, uh, yep, Supercross track. Yep. Yep. They're good guys. They're really, really good guys. Um, yeah, really place, nice. That place pretty cool. Hey. Oh, dude. So fun. So who, who rides there? Do you do any, any of the other guys ride there? Or it's a pretty small group or. Uh, 
Um, so they normally just get like about like 10 or so guys out. Like they kind of have a schedule with their ring, like who can ride what days and when. Yep. Uh, and I I was kind of training with like the Randy Lawrence bunch out there when we were doing Supercross. Um, yep. Is that something you, like you, me? You're going to continue doing that or? Uh, yeah, kind of see where things go. Yep. Yep. Always, um, always going to be changes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so that included me, Dylan Swartz and Hunter Yoda at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. He seems um, like a nice guy. Hunter Swartz yeah, is pretty really good nice. too. Yeah. Now, have, uh, and yeah, have you been able to get out to any of the, the you know the public tracks like State Fair, Supercross, or anything like that? I have not rode State Fair, but it, it, all the transitions look like really sharp, and some some of the spacings are a bit off. Yeah, but I, like honestly, it's pretty good for State Fair. I've got to say that. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people hurt themselves there. That's something I got told, but I don't know if there's any truth oh. to it. A lot of people don't like it because it's like very, very similar layout every time they make it. So yep. <laughs> they, it's, uh, they're trying okay. to switch it up, but it ends up the same. Yep. So how many Supercross? So you're down in Menifee, which is sort of, you know, Southern California. How many Supercross tracks do you have within, you know, half hour of the house? Um, well, half hour is a bit. That's <laughs> close. Um, normally all the tracks are within like an hour or so. Yeah. Um, that uh, Kelly's place is like five minutes from our house. That dude, that's um, good. So we got that place. There's State Fair. There's now Elsnore. Uh, Fox just got a Supercross tracker. Really? Um, what's it? What's it like? Have you ridden there? No, I haven't actually. I reckon apparently be it's been getting a lot better. Yeah, I'd believe that because they get a lot of the uh, a lot of the A guys go there, you know, just because it's Fox and they have deals with the Fox guys. They've got to ride there and stuff like that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Have you got to ride with any of the, you know, pro any of the pro guys? Have you had any like being on the same track as any of the team guys yet? Is that something that's happened? Uh, yeah. So before the, they kind of got into super cross training, there's pros there every day, pretty much depends on their schedule, of course, but mainly our schedule is the same as like kind of the gas gas guys. So like we're seeing Barsha and, uh, all the 250 guys a lot. You gotta, if, um, you, if you're ever at the track and you see Michael Moseman, you need to go up to him. You need to talk like an Aussie. And he will give you the best Australian accent you have ever heard. Like, dude, uh, you, you will sit there and you'll just be like, what the shit is going on? I don't know. Some of, some of the people I met over here, my friends and everything, they try to do an Australian accent and sound, sound British. Yeah. that's. Have you, had, have you been mistaken for it yet, for British? No, I've been mistaken for Kiwi. New Zealand. Yeah, that's one I always got too. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and basically, Kiwi, that's all I've been mistaken for. Yep. So, are you, a lot of these amateur guys, are you, is that, you try to do a lot of riding with those guys? Like, got a few friends over there in your class. Who's, uh, who's the group over there? Who's, uh, who do you hang out with? Uh, so, I just went from B to A for Cal Classic. Yep. Uh, so, Normally, I was, like, riding with, I think, Aiden, Aiden Kiefer. At, so, just not riding with him, but racing with him. Yeah. Um, he's a good kid. And we, I, I think he's really yeah, we, I think he's really cool. Yeah, we're going to be friends. We talk a lot now. Um, and Gavin Towers, um, a whole bunch of people. I'm just starting to get used to meet uh, Christian Jenick yep. more now. Yeah. Um, he just transitioned to 250. Yep. Have you been around Heinz um, at all? Or? Yeah, Heinz is a funny dude. You're friends with him. Uh, uh, I've heard he's a really, like, really nice, well-spoken <laughs> dude. Basically, all the A-class dudes are friends. <laughs> dude. Is there, like, this Is there, is there like this whole people against Danger Boy Deegan? Is there anything like that? Or is everyone, does everyone over there like full froth danger boy? Is that what it's like? Uh, no, people just go about their ways, really. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people love him. A lot of people don't, but 
just really their opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't know if it was like if all the amateur kids are like, oh, this dude's going to show us all up or this guy's getting all the special treatment. It's Yeah, it, it'd be interesting for sure with him. Yeah. Um, for, also friends with uh, like Talon and Gareeb. So Talon Hawkins and Benjamin Gareeb. Oh. Benjamin Hawks. Yeah, yeah. Hawkins, he's pretty good. He's pretty good rider, hey. Yeah, he's a really cool uh, person to meet too. Really yep. nice. Yeah, that's cool, dude. That you know, a lot of these guys are you know starting to hang out with these dudes and you know start making that name for yourself over there. I think, like you said, Cal Classic is something that's achieved that for sure. But dude, it's it's Supercross. I think when you get to Supercross over there, and people are gonna be like, okay, this this kid's legit. Like this, this kid knows what's up. Yeah. Also, like a bunch of people like Ryder D and just like all, all basically the whole class. Everyone knows each other. Like talk to each other. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Ryder's Ryder's a good kid. I've I've had I've got to meet Ryder a couple times, and he's just got really really tall lately, which is weird. But yeah, I last seen him, dude. He was tiny. Like I'll have to show you this photo of me and him monster cub. Like he's tiny, and now I reckon he's tall as me. Like kids over there, freaking unreal. So do you do have you gone like out of California to ride yet, or like? You know, a lot of a lot of these guys are going over to Florida and doing stuff over there. Did you do any of that, or are you just hanging out in hanging out in Cali? Um, so we were gonna go to like Florida and well, ride on the way down to Loretta's. Yeah. Um, but we kind of just stuck to the grind at Cali, um, and then just hooked it, tripped it down all the way to Loretta's and showed up. <laughs> Um, Loretta's a fun I haven't, I haven't really rode any other tracks yeah Loretta's will be a fun time for you though hey like on and off the bike because it's such a friggin party that you know <laughs> even off the bike everyone will be hanging out all the boys will be having fun like it'd be, it's a good environment like that hey yeah a couple uh, bridge and cliff jumps you're not supposed to do that some people uh, like to do <laughs> what, like what like what um, uh, so there's, so you got the Loretta's bridge. Um, you got, you go down like this, like back into the forest kind of area and you got like three other bridges. One of them was like maybe like a 50 foot drop. Holy. And it, we were like contemplating doing it. And it was like, when you jump off a bridge in Australia, it's a lot different. Like you're thinking about crocodiles and everything. And like the water's all like, it's all like brown. And we, we're like, oh, yeah, we better check out how deep it is. And we walk out there, and it's probably, like, up to our waist deep. And we're like, thank God. Yeah, that would have been bad. Dude, you guys got, not lucky, but, dude, Loretta's, like, only, what, a couple weeks later. That place got got messed up. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, flooded really quick. Um it's a lot of people's homes and yeah like that's that's unfortunately. horrible and you know that place has got to be special to you because you know you've had a lot of success there you know last year as well was one of your better years there it'd be it'd be a pretty pretty special place for you yeah yeah um i think it hit everyone pretty deep uh everyone a lot of i know a lot of people went out there and volunteered and to help and everything um which is really good. And then they had, uh, I think it was races for Waverly. Yep. Yep. That was cool. Thing. Yep. Uh, that was really good. That was a real positive thing to do. Yep. Um, so is the track still there or the track it washed away or? Um, I believe the track is still there. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's full on. But like, apparently like the, the river is like way higher. There's like a, I like a sandbar that you kind of like it goes up to and then the pits at Loretta's are like all like rocks. Yeah. And it's went up to like pretty high in the rocks. So the river's a lot wider now. Um, yeah. Like, a lot of things will be different actually, I think. Yeah. Right. Like with the camping and stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're going to do Loretta's next year. Yeah. You'll be hundred percent in for that. Yeah. If you, if, yeah, if that yeah. happens. Um, Mini O's decided to to give that a miss this year. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. I think Mini O's is a dying thing. To be honest, that's well. Our plan was to do. We will skip that and do more 
Supercross future qualifiers. Yeah. So we can do more. So we can do more rounds. But unfortunately, I got hurt. Now the Supercross qualifiers aren't actually on Supercross tracks. Hey, they're on motocross tracks. So the one I did was on a motocross track. How does that work? Lately, I've been <laughs> okay. Do, okay. Yeah. It, you got the same question as me. <laughs> I was like, Supercross Futures Qualifier, it's a uh, parlor on the national track. Uh, how does that work? <laughs> I was just like, okay, the kids can yeah. ride motocross. Are they going to go out and hurt themselves when they turn up to Anaheim? Because, dude, it, it'll yeah, be the same track. Yeah, going to be uh, scary. Yeah, you, but that's, that's not foreign to you, you know? Like, that's something that you will be able to go, yeah, dude, I got this dialed. I think... Yeah. <laughs> one of your things will be, dude, it's going to be scary rolling out there to 80,000 people on a Saturday night. You know, it's cold. It's like, it's going to be freaking awesome is what it's going to be. Dude, I'm pumped up for that racing car. If they, and if they don't I'm put it on TV, like- I'm going to be so fucking upset. <laughs> well, dude, you coming over here for the first Anaheim or what? Yeah, dude, I'm being 100%. I'm sleeping in your bed. I'm kicking you out. <laughs> no, hundred hundred percent be there for Anaheim. So it's uh it been a bit of a shit show to organise, but yeah, January January fourth, I think it is, uh yeah, flying out. How long how long are you staying here for? In Australia? Yeah. Um, probably just a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, ride supercross to get it a bit and then I gotta be back for January 29th for A2. Yep. Um, so we're not staying that long. Yeah. Basically so. just come home and ride and have Christmas with family and everything and then back over. Yeah. Cause you're, are you, are you going to fly Fiji, Fiji airlines? Um, I don't know, honestly. Yeah. Cause I was just, I was just, same thing. Like we're trying to find flights and that were the only flights we could get. And I was just like, so that's weird. That's where we're coming back to. We go there, uh, LA to Fiji, and then yeah, Fiji, Sydney, and then Sydney, Brisbane. Okay, yeah, we got to at least we go when we come home. We go from LA to Fiji, Fiji to Brisbane. When you come home, is it? Are you good? Like, are you? Do you? Can you just go straight home? What's the story? Um. Yeah, we should be able to self quarantine at home. Seventy two hours. Which is hey. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, they're changing a lot of a lot of stuff around lately. So, oh, dude, it's been a it's been a shit show to follow. Like, we to fly back to the US, you've got to obviously give a negative COVID test that's no more than twenty four hours old, and that's uh that's yeah. not easy to do when you think about flying to America's fourteen hours out of that twenty four already. You know. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a long journey, that's for sure. It's a long journey for sure. Are you, are you exci- excited to be going home to Dingo? Uh, yeah, I'm not uh, not pumped for the I think 25 hours of plane trip. Yeah, that's a bit rough. What are you? Uh, do you sleep on the plane or do you? Are you a? Uh, do you watch movies? Do you take your laptop? What's what's your plane? What's the ritual for fucking for Brad West on the plane? Dude, I normally. It changes every time, honestly. <laughs> uh, I either watch movies till like my eyes get like sleepy, and I just like lay down, try and fall asleep. Are you going um, business class or economy? I'm not, I'm not like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I normally maybe sometimes connect my controller to my iPad, play. Controller compatible games or a drawer or something. Yeah. Occupied. Yeah, I did. Word know. puzzles did. or even even chess. Do, are you a chess um, guy? I like chess. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. I don't really know how to yeah. play. You have to teach me how to play it. And then. Oh, you know, I do. It's so annoying. The only person that knows how to play in my family is my brother. Oh, really? That's it. That's it. What's What's your brother been doing? How is he? I've not seen much on social media from him. Is he riding over there at all, or? Yeah, well, currently he's riding more than me. He's <laughs> so uh, obviously doing real well. He's out there unbolting uh, the number plates off your bike and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he got a Yamaha 125 over here. Yeah. And he's in ripping. Um, That's sick. I think he's rode, he's rode only two tracks he's ridden, I believe, or three, a Fox, uh, State Fair, and Elsinore. Yeah. 
I'll stop. And you. like, and he's been calling. I'm like surprised. Oh, dude, you gotta watch he's out. Like he's getting a lot better. You gotta watch yeah. out. Bro's coming after you. And dude, he's getting taller too. I'm like, jeez, I can't believe you're that tall now. Yeah. Dude, you were, you were tiny for a while. Dude, I was, I was so short. <laughs> now just that you'll be able to give your old man a smack now. That's cool. Uh, not with one arm. Not with one not, arm. Not with one arm. <laughs> so you know, have you not still strong enough yet? Have you still been able to play the PlayStation? What have you been playing? What's uh, you, you bit of a gamer still? Uh, honestly, I don't normally game, but I in my free time that I have at the moment. I've been playing with friends. Basically, only play with friends. Like, yeah. boring by myself. Yeah, I'm the same. I can't. So, I can't do campaign games. I've got to be playing multi or something. Yeah, so I'm a keyboard and mouse player. Oh, you know? dude, that's sweaty. Dude, well, I know I used to play a controller, and I got really bad. At, well, I got really bad once I switched to keyboard and mouse, so I just <laughs> stuck with keyboard and mouse. So I'm, I imagine you play Fortnite, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I play Valorant. Fortnite, Warzone, uh, Minecraft, Java Edition. Your, your, uh, oh, dude, Java Edition. I'm a, I'm a big, dude. I'm a big Minecraft guy, dude. I'm, dude. I'd, you go through phases like every three months oh, of getting back into it. It's not good, hey, because there's a lot of time you can put into it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. I'd, that's probably one of the things I'd like doing a plane is play Minecraft, but. On on Fortnite, you're not one of those dudes that like if I'm a couple hundred meters away and I shoot you once, you build the fucking Taj Mahal in like point three of a second and edit to the sky. Are you one of those guys? Uh, I'm not. I'm honestly not that sweaty, but I, I like to sound good. Like, <laughs> like I just, I think, I think my aim's alright. I have a bit of moments where it's uh, we look the other way. Um, oh, oh. But- <laughs> Yeah. What's, what's, what's your thoughts on the new season? Uh, shotguns need to be buffed. Yeah. So you're a shotgun player. You are. You're one of those edit guys. You're one of those edit, shoot, edit, shoot guys. Yeah. You know oh, me. dude. I th- you're the reason I break my shit. <laughs> well, all you do is spam L2 on controller, dude. That's I know. It's con- I know. I'm bringing I know down, it's controversial and all. I'm bringing like, down the on. builds. <laughs> like, honestly, I've got no hate towards controller players. Like, go for it. But, like, SMG this season has just, that's all of my debts. Oh, dude, it's spray and pray. It's it's yeah. it's spray and pray, and you're gonna work it out. Like, you know, you know the the metal walls that you can't edit through and stuff like that. They put them in the yeah. game for me. Solely, yeah, sol- solely me. They're like, dude's got to box up. He's hurt. Well, he needs to met up. He needs to, you know, bit of chug. He needs to get it done. Well, it, it was all right when you had a shockwave launcher to like counter it, but oh, now yeah. they don't have that. Yeah, and gain height with the shockwave, dude. I do you remember the bow? Let me let me just say, I was I was like pretty decent with the bow, but like I was nasty with the flint knock when they had just added it back. Really? I could never get, to, I could never master the flint knock, but the bow, uh, dude, I pulled some bad ass shit off with the bow. <laughs> dude, the bow was sick and I love, oh, what they have. Oh, they should have added actual one shot snipers back. Like, Oh on. yeah, dude. How good was that LTM? <laughs> Dude, there is, I don't care who you said, there is nothing better than just, you know, that perfect headshot, one knock with a sniper. Like it's, it's tight. You're like, yeah, that, that feeling of getting that knock with the headshot with the, uh, the old sniper there, dude, nothing better. Yeah. Yo, I don't know. I mean, going for trick shots on last guy is pretty good. Oh, you're, you're not one of those. You don't play with the last guy. Quick little pickaxe, no scope, you know. Oh, oh no, oh no, Brad, this is not good. <laughs> you lead us into a false sense of security that we can actually win said game, and then you go and do some gypsy shit and knock us oh, down. You, you know what I love is trolling someone with uh, what was it, fireflies and the reinforced walls. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah. That That's was good. Bad. I was a big fan of just, you know, with the uh, the shockwave, just knocking him out of zone, like final circle and just yeet, see you later. That was, uh, I got a few few dubs like that once. 
Oh, same, but I've had a couple of losses like that too. I accidentally got myself. Blowing and blowing yourself, trying to get height and then blowing yourself straight out of the circle. What's, um, what about Minecraft? What's your, what's your go-to on Minecraft? You a survival or you a, uh, you, you just build stuff. What's your, what's your go-to on Minecraft? So I don't like ever do creative. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, basically I like doing like servers, um, and like sometimes hardcore, but mostly survival, really. Yeah, hardcore is a bit rough for me. That's uh, I just yeah, I was like putting in different codes and like seeing other people's servers and shit like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, hardcore's not bad. It's just I think ninety percent of my deaths were like the like the stupidest possible ways. Yeah, the meme. You're doing it for the meme. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. That's good. See, that's it. Now everyone's got to hear a little bit more about Brad's gaming career, which is, you know, oh, yeah. need to get this on the vlog. Need to get this on the vlog. When I come over there, I'm going to teach you how to play Fortnite the real way, and that is hiding in a bush. Well, well recently I got a set of golf clubs, and uh, I think we better leave that off camera because my swing is not there. <laughs> okay, so this is – I'm potentially blowing myself out. I'm actually playing golf tomorrow. And I can't oh, hit. Go. I can't hit the ball, Brad. I, I, it's not good. So, so if I like practice, I can hit the ball. I can hit it average. But like, if I would like to try and aim at something, there's like no shot. Oh no, definitely not. Like, have you been a top golf over there yet? Yeah. Top golf is sick because you know you can hit it, and sometimes you roll into the thing. You're like, yeah, boys, did you see that? Like, but apart from well, that, the goal needs to be pretty fucking big for me to hit it, Brad. <laughs> well, the problem is, so they got the little ones out the front, and the bigger the score as you go on, right? Yep. And you only get points if you like get it in the circles. So one of the little kids we were playing with was like doubling my score. Cause he just kept hitting in the ones like below our feet. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. No, I was, I was, I was going to cry. Yeah. No, that's uh, I'd, I'd risk, I'd fake an injury for that one, pull a hammy, do a shoulder. Uh, yeah. Try and try and walk that one out or either that. I'll just uh, give a little kid a bit of a push here and there. <laughs> dude, that's uh, dude, that's funny. But yeah, we're going to, we'll, uh, we'll do some of that. Uh, we'll, we'll go play a game of golf. When I get over there, we'll play a game of golf. And out of the two yeah. of us, we'll see which one's worse. I got a, I got a gut feeling it's going to be me, and the con- oh, at least the content dude. will be funny, dude. Yeah, content's there. Con- content creating one hundred and one with Brad West. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I like it. I like it. Well, dude, that's been an hour and five minutes catching up with you, seeing what you're doing. You know, I've been meaning to do this for ages. It's awesome that you're coming home. Might try and get up there as well uh, before you come back to the US. But if not, I'll see you in the US. We'll do some stuff over there, dude. Um, it's been a good year for you. You know, I'm, I'm really, really, really excited for Supercross for you. Um, it's, uh, dude, it's going to be amazing. You have a whole lot of people back here in Australia. That's, uh, that's rooting for you, dude. So 2022 go and get them, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, boy. All right, guys. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it, mate.